Welcome back, creeps. Say hello. Okay, so um, this Dulce we have with us today, my cousin, Mari Carmen. Hi, I'm Mary Carmen. <laughs> She's my cousin. I don't know if I said that. Yep, you did. Don't okay, worry. all right. Um, yeah, so this week we're going to get back to our interviews, which we were supposed to do a long time ago, I guess, but with the whole pandemic and not, you know, being around other people, it's a lot harder. So anyway, Mary Carmen has... Uh, she has gifts. Yeah. She has gifts and she has stories to tell us. <laughs> don't you, Mari Carmen? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm wrong. here for. I don't know. The, I don't know if you'd <laughs> consider them gifts or if they're... Their pros and their cons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things. Okay, um, so did you get a chance to think about, you know, like your your more impactful stories that have, um, I guess, shifted your perspective or made you think, okay, there's something that I have that mm-hmm. other people don't? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's. I actually started thinking a lot about it after we started talking. And I was just talking randomly to my parents, to other people. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I started putting pieces together. And I was kind of like, oh, um, from the beginning, from the first story that had brought up the, when I started, when I was like, what, six? And I was like, okay, I'm six. I'm probably not crazy about thinking about or seeing things um, and seeing the lady come out of my room. I would see her come out of my room, like, out of the closet. And I was just kind of like, okay. Um, So, wait, wait, wait. Tell us about this again. All right. Go from the very start. Okay. So you were six years old. So I was six. Okay, so I had never slept in a room alone. I had just transitioned to sleeping in my own room. Um, and it was filled with Tinkerbell's things. I was just like, <laughs> I'm living my life. Um, and I was thriving. I was like, oh my gosh, I have my own closet. I have this. Um, the only downside was that I didn't know that something was else was in my room. Um, and being the youngest one, obviously no one was going to believe me. And they're going to be like, oh, she's crazy or she's... She watched something on TV. Um, so I remember what exactly it was. Right when I moved in, it was a summer. So it was like I had no school. I would stay up late. I, would, I wouldn't I would worry about anything like that. And I first, in the first encounter that I kind of started feeling uneasy was I had this small twin bed. And I was sleeping. And then I woke up and I wrote and I saw a hand. And it looked like a hand that was coming under the bed, under on the side. And it grabbed, like, my arm. And I was just, and I freaked, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, it's a dream. My parents obviously ran across the house and was like, oh, it's probably just a dream. And I was like, okay. Um, they heard you screaming? They heard me scream. I legit woke up, and I felt, because I felt the touch, and then I saw the hand disappear. Ugh. So I was just like, oh, I don't know. Did it look dead or like a normal hand? It looked, I remember that it was, I remember it was nails. I saw red nails. Oh, that's oh. interesting. Yeah, I saw red nails, and... Which is interesting is it ties it back to what continued to happen. Uh-huh. Um, so that was the first thing that ever just, I was kind of just like, something's wrong. Or I don't know what that was. And I was worried. But I re- obviously everyone was kind of like, oh, you had a bad dream? Or right. what case? Or probably it was your own shadow, your imagination. So I, it was kind of like just a conversation that was over with. Um, yeah. And then I continued to start thinking about it. And I would, I was six and I would be like kind of worried to see something I would start checking on my bed I would start checking things I'm like oh the cliche cliche thing of oh there's a monster in your bed yeah um I mean you're six yeah I was kind of just like oh this is worrying and then I would even with conversations my parents would have about it they would kind of make me leave the room because they knew I'd latch onto it like conversations such as like if it was something scary or anything like that 
I they made me leave the room. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're being precautious about it. And well, like they they didn't want to influence. Yeah, they didn't want to scare you. Yeah, scare me or oh. add on to whatever was going on. Like if I was just in my head. Okay. And I started just sleeping again in my own room. I for a while I was kind of like I don't want to sleep alone. Or my mom would sleep with me until I fell asleep. Yeah, of course. And then. I have two closets in my room, which is, I had one for clothes and I had one for something else. And in that closet, in one of the closets, I started seeing, I would wake up randomly, like I felt like something was looking at me, and I would wake up randomly and I start seeing the closet door open on its own. And right now, those closet doors are, I have one of them and I took it down, so it's open, so you can see everything inside of it. Yeah. Um, And which is weird that I still sleep in that room. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) And the door just started opening slowly, and I would just... The first thing, the reaction, I would get under the covers and just, would just be like, and my mom always told me, oh, pray, or just pray or to this, or just, it'll go away. And I did, and I would just try to make myself go to sleep. And then one time, I was just kind of like, um, it's, I can still feel someone was there with me. And I looked, and I saw a lady. Uh, I didn't see her face, like, at all, which was kind of weird. But I did see the hands and the red fingernails again. Was... Every time you, when she came out to the closet, mm-hmm. out of the closet, um, and you would hide under the covers and mm-hmm. pray, did that work sometimes or all the time or after a while it stopped working or what happened? Um, I would still feel like unsettled, like unsettled by it. I would still feel like, oh, something's here and I'd start praying, praying. And I kind of just closed my eyes until I went back to sleep. Like until oh, you would go back to sleep. I would go back to sleep okay. just because I was like, it's in my head or anything. Like I just tried to put the logic behind it, mm-hmm. and I was like, maybe if I don't think it's there, it won't be there. Yeah. Um, but I still felt scared. That fear that you feel like when something is wrong or something yeah. like that feeling, it was still there. Wow. So I would just put myself back to sleep, and I'm like, okay, I'll ignore it. Um, but then that one time, I actually saw her, and. I started to scream, obviously. I, right. I was like, what is it? I don't want to. And then I freaked out more because Morris was screaming the closer I got. <gasps> what? And oh, I just got chills. <laughs> the way, the way, and the thing is, I remember it so vaguely. Like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I remember exactly. And I remember, like, because I was in the moment, I took it, took it all in. But at the same time, I was in shock. Yeah. I was like, is this actually, like... I see this on a movie or I'll see this somewhere, but I won't, this won't actually be real. Um, and I would scream. My parents would come. It got really bad up to the point where I, my parents had to put a baby monitor in my room, like a camera. I put a camera and like a little recorder and they would hear any noises or anything that would come. And they, I just started sleeping again, um, every night. And then it was a constant thing. It wouldn't happen every night, but it would happen, like, several at least times several week. times a week. And Did your parents ever see her? My parents never saw her. But they did after I had brought it up and I explained it to them. And I, I think it's, when I was younger, I couldn't. I couldn't talk about it. And up to this day, it could be, I could be in my room right now, and I can't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because that's, like, traumatic. Yeah. You're like, six years old. I can't at all. I'm just like, if it's late, don't ask me about it. I'll talk about it tomorrow morning in the daylight, but not at night right when I'm going to go to sleep. Um, and I'm just like, no, that's not okay. I have friends that go over and they're like, is she here? I'm like, no, 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 there's nothing here. I hope not. Um, so what, okay, so what does she look like? She has two arms. 
So she has, she has nails. She has so she has two arms, and that's the thing with the the nails that were red. Uh-huh. Um, and it just she just looked pale, like like. Oh, okay. But she looked like a regular. Like person. a regular person. The thing is, I never saw her face. Her face was covered in like. It, it kind of like I saw her, but at the same time, it was kind of like. A presence of. She blended in with other things. Interesting. Like she was transparent, kind of. Yeah, in a way, but at the same time, you could still see the details. So I like she. I she didn't have. I saw her feet, which I was going like that's gross. Um, what what was up with her feet? They were just. She didn't have any shoes on, and I was oh, just wow. like, why does she have shoes on? And I was just like, now that I think about it, because we talked about it, I was really thinking about it, and I tried to remember, and I was like, okay. Um, and I even talked to my mom about things I told her of what she looked like, and she brought up a lot of things. Wow. And, but I never saw her face. That was the one thing. I saw, like, the shape, but I never saw, like, features, like, corners. Like eyes right. and Yeah, nose. but the full face, I never saw it. Wow. Which is kind of interesting, because I was kind of like, why can't I see? Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, a human, like, a human response, a defense mechanism that's, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, when something's happening around you, and because it's so out of the norm, your brain is trying so hard to process mm-hmm. it but it's failing you yeah i wonder if it's something like that yeah um which is why a lot of people probably are frozen whenever like say there's a bank robbery going mm-hmm. on and they're inside the bank mm-hmm. and you know they always say oh well if that happens to me i'm gonna do this and that but you never really no. know because you know that's never happened before yeah do you remember what she was wearing um i remember it was it, i think it was i was like oh I was a kid, I was like, well, she wears jeans or just like that. No, she, I remember it was kind of like, it was a dress. And it was, it wasn't like, it was kind of like the older dresses that not like, probably what you would wear in the 80s that were kind of like oh, mid. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was flowy and I was just kind of like, but I was like, obviously that was not running across my mind. Like, oh, what did she wear? What are you wearing? Where'd you get that at? Um, now I'll be like, hey, where'd you get that at? Where can I purchase that at? Um, that is fire. Yeah, that is fire. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just remember that. And then what I would just see her in the beginning, I would Mm -hmm. just see her and she would just stand there and I would kind of just ignore it and just pray. Like I said, and then once she started trying to contact me, I actually started hearing her voice and actually started seeing her physically move towards me. And that's what really freaked me out. And I was just like, no, this is. And would she like just walk towards you like regular or would she just get bigger? You know what I mean? Like she just, just got bigger. Like she just got bigger. And it that's even more scary. It's kinda of like you're coming at me like very non human. Yeah, I'm just like this is not okay. Um <laughs> And and then if it was like time is frozen and it's just like I was there alone. Like literally the room felt empty and it was just like me and that whatever it was in that room and obviously my house is not humongous for my parents to yeah. take forever to run. Um and I was just, I would be like, I would see her getting bigger and I'm waiting at the corner of my eye, looking at the door with my parents. Cause every time my parents would come into the room, she'd be gone. Yeah. And that happened a lot, like a lot and a lot. And it just, it feels like you're frozen and just, you're just like, oh my gosh. And it's almost like you're, you get anxious cause you're just waiting for, I was waiting for my parents to get there. So I'm like, I know when they get here, everything's okay. Yeah. I feel safe. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so and what about this baby monitor? When did that? What at what age was that introduced? Um. So I was what like six. I was six, right? Um. So it was that summer. So it was right when that summer. So as soon as I started 
seeing or starting acting like I'm not, I feel unsafe, I don't feel like something's scaring me. Um, and after a certain while, my mom was really concerned. She was like, something's wrong, like this is not okay. Um, so the baby monitor was introduced and after there were so many like encounters, um, this is where the whole cleansing part comes into play. Uh-huh. Um, and the interesting fact that I was actually talking about this with uh, Benji earlier. Yeah. Um, because I've told her I was talking about something else. And um, Reese's mom, she she knows how she has that same ability or she knows how to really? do that. Um, she knows how to read the cards. Oh. Um, she doesn't do it anymore, but she did know how she knows how, but she doesn't like to mess with this anymore. Um, and she was really worried as well because that was when they were like together and they were like, oh. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously I'm not the... I'm not a. I wasn't a kid that was kind of like afraid of those things or just like that. Yeah, because you didn't know. Um, and so that's when the whole cleansing thing. And I remember this because I was thought about it too. I was like, um, it was. I got to a point where it was like really bad that I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping at all. Like I would not oh, sleep in my room. That's uh, so sad. And we actually ended up. She felt like the need to have to help. And I remember us going at like three in the morning to Walmart. When on Walmart was twenty four hours, <laughs> and I remember because it was and it was it was just Benji, Vanessa, and me, and she had she so bought that's your brother and his girlfriend, his right? and girlfriend, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and he what's it called? We bought like this candle, and this candle was um, I st we still have that candle, um, not the same candle, but the same meaning kind behind of, it. It's uh -huh. kind of like a guardian angel. Is it the same Michael? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's the same Michael. I have your back, man. Uh huh. <sighs> And we bought a couple of those. Sh I don't know why, but they bought um, this type of like rock salt, mm -hmm. which is interesting, like the thicker one. And then in a in a pan, like the cooking pans that you make, the, uh, like. Um, and I just remember that she went into the room, and even um, they bought sage. They bought sage, and they um, I don't. But that wasn't from Walmart. I don't think Walmart's so sage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was from like the day before. They should. They should at this point. It was 24 hours. Um, and I just remember that she went into the room and she started cleansing it. And she said that I wasn't allowed in the room. I stopped going into the room. It took me a really long time to go back into the room alone. Yeah. Like years after. And she just started cleansing it. And that's when she started. She started saying that she felt something. She felt her like body heavy as like if there was something was fighting it like oh, fighting no. the what she was trying to cleanse the mm -hmm. room and the negative energy whatever that what whatever that thing was um for it to leave um and she did say that and that made me more worried because i was like i'm not crazy I, there's something i'm seeing stuff yeah mm -hmm. um i'm like if someone is if an adult is seeing that then i'm not wrong yeah and it started with that and then I just, I completely stopped. All my things stayed in that room. I started sleeping with my parents. I never went back into that room. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, it was an encounter. But. Oh, yeah, your bed was in their room, wasn't it? Yeah, my bed. They that had was, moved. Oh, they, they had like put, moved. It's not like you were just like sleeping in there. No. Like you were like, no, I'm not going back in yeah. there. No, I, yeah, no. there's a, there was a little twin bed uh -huh. next to their bed. I, I forgot for years, all about that for years, and that yeah. was the reason why. And everyone would be like, "Why do you still sleep with?" It? But I, they would just be like, "No." Like my parents knew not to bring it up. Yeah. 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 Um, and of course, like if they talk to someone, they ask on private. They would tell them. Yeah. Um, but, but they're we, not telling everybody yeah. and their grandma. And I was kind of like, I never went into the back to the room. If my mom had sent me to go get something from that room, I'd just be like, "Uh, uh, 
or go with me, <laughs> go with me, and I'll leave the door open. Like that feeling when something's watching you and you turn off a light, I still had that feeling, uh, which was I horrible because it's kind of yeah. like I know something's here, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just from the same trauma from my, because I was like, it's something's gone, but it's the feeling that I'm going to see it again. And, yeah. And no one's going to be, and it was such a while until everyone believed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that my parents did that kind of surprised me was, um, and I had never, I never found out which was surprising was that my dad and my mom, when I started sleeping with them, were on those nights, one of them would trade in and out to sleep in my room to see if they ever felt or wow. experienced anything. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's cool. And I had never found out. I actually found out, like, years later, which was surprising. And that's when you find out what your parents lie to you about. Um, <laughs> and um, So, like, did they ever hear anything from that baby monitor? Or um, did they just hear you screaming? They, they did, t- I asked, I asked actually, I asked my mom about this the other day, I asked her, did she ever hear anything, or did she ever, like, it was something move or anything? Yeah. And she just said that, um, right before I started screaming, she, and while she was sleeping, she had, like, an urge to wake up. Like, something was telling her to wake up, to wake up. Yeah. Um, and in the baby monitor, um... The thing is, now it's different. You can record it, and you can actually see it visually. Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was kind of just like, kind of like a walkie-talkie. We hear it, it connects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she would say that sometimes she'd hear, like, whispers. Whoa. Just whispers. Um, and I was just kind of like, okay. Um, but she she was sleeping, so she never really thought much about it. She was like, oh, it's probably just something or the TV. Yeah. Um, and I used to sleep with my TV on, which mm-hmm. made it kind of okay, okay. worse. Um, and... They even put, like, light, night lights, everything. Anything you can think of to help a kid out to go to sleep. Right. Um, but even then, I just felt... Unsafe. Un- unsafe, and I was just like, no, there's, there's something here. Yeah. Um, but the fact that my parents started sleeping in their room one day out of night, um, like, trading in, and I, fa- I talked to my dad about it, he said that he would wait. He would be laying there. Um, he'd be laying there, and he'd be telling whatever was in the room that they weren't welcomed. Yeah. He, in Spanish, he was like, oh, you're not welcomed. Um, you're not, you're hurting people that are here. This is not okay. You don't belong here. You are no, like, just the usual things. Yeah. And a lot of times they say that if that you tend to do that to spirits, it's easier for them to be, like, to realize. Because some, they say some spirits don't even know that they're yeah, spirits. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't know that, that they did that. And my dad said that did he did feel things, like he'd feel presence. Someone was there, kind of like if someone was talking with him. But he never visually saw what I was seeing. So, which makes me think, I wonder, like... If he got it from his side? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I wonder... And the thing is, he has stories of himself that are crazier. Like Um, what? (laughs) um, I don't know why he told me this story when I was, like, eight. After After you're having all those issues. After being traumatized, I guess he thought I was... It was cool. Well, maybe he seemed like, you know what? Like, she'll understand. She already knows this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um... She's already fucked. I know. <laughs> She's already in it. Might as well. No. Um, I know. He told me about the story when he was little, and he encountered the devil. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to fucking tell that, that story, Monica. That that one gives me chills. That one scares me. Okay. Um, so my dad comes from a big family, so it's a bunch of brothers, bunch of sisters, um, and he. This is in Mexico. Keep in mind. So back in Mexico, they. He's like, oh, I was going to the movies. He was he was going to the movies, and back in Mexico, in the movies, he said that they was like, it's super different from now. It's kind of just like a, a podium and a screen and some mm-hmm. chairs. Uh, um, and nice. he's like, 
he went he said he went on his own and back then like the house, he didn't live in a good area it was kind of just like little cottages things and he had got an elote yeah. So the like corn on the cob or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mexican corn. Yeah, Mexican corn. And he was angry. He was walking home after the movie. He said he had watched um, some scary movie. He said he loves scary movies. Like to this day, he says, I love this scary movie. Spit on your grave. It's such a good movie. I'm like, what? <laughs> Spit on your grave. Yeah, that's it is a good movie. It's a spirit coming back. Um, okay, we're so, going to have to link that yeah. one up. For a wrench. And he's like, it's so good. He's like, find it for me. Find it for me. Um, your dad. My dad. I could have, I would have never guessed your dad. Oh, no. He said he went, he said he went to the first, um, when the Exorcist movie came out. And he oh, watched it in Mexico. Oh, my God. He was like, that movie, he's like, I'm scared of that movie now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, no, but so he was walking home with the corn. And he was eating it. Just like, he's like, oh, I'm enjoying it. But the corn was cold. Uh-huh. And He's like, I got, like, payback for it because he had started talking, like, talking shit about it. He was, like, in Spanish, he's like, oh, this this thing is colder than the devil's, like, his behind, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he said in Spanish, like, really, like, strong. He's like, oh, like, all angry. Well, uh, el, culo de, el, el culo del diablo. Uh-huh. Good, <laughs> job. Right? Good job. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <going> so, <laughs> yeah, so basically he said that, and um, he said that he was walking out of nowhere, this empty, like, and it's a pavillon, which is like just a, like almost like an alley, and he saw a dog, a black dog, right in the middle, and he was just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like what? Like I don't know where, just appeared out of nowhere. He was just like, it just, you know, when you f- see someone moving around, you can see, see when someone's movement. coming. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, as soon as he stared, made eye contact, he saw the dog turn into a man. <gasps> he said, I just saw the dog literally transform into a man and he said as soon as he saw that he knew what it was from stories from things that he has said and just the feeling how he got that he was like that's just not right yeah he um he just he said he dashed he left he started running he, the corn was way over there <laughs> yeah. i don't know the corn yeah, went I blind that. i know the corn was he was like it's cold trash um he started running um and he just started running back home he found a different way to go home that way he was going and as soon as he went into the house, my grandma um, was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? What's, wrong? what's, what's going on? And he was, she was like, he's pale. And he's not a pale person. He's no. doing that. And he was pale, and he told her, I saw this and that. And my grandma was like, you saw this. And then he really kind of let it in sync, and he kind of was like, I did see that. Like, you know, it's kind of like logic they do. There's a bunch of stories of how you can see the devil in mm-hmm. different ways. And he's like, but, you know, it could be, like, a spirit or anything or something yeah. that transforms. He's like, but I know it was that. And because especially I was calling... You were talking about it. Talking about it. Like, yeah, something yeah. negative about it. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, like... Like, antagonizing. Anti- exactly. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, he has never... He was like, I... Since then, he was just like, never... Never again will I ever do something like that. Because I'm like, kind of, like, um, angering it or just bringing it up in the situation. Yeah. Like yeah. Lesson, yeah. yeah. And... Yeah, he told me when I was eight. I was like, I was like, <laughs> now I, back then, and I was sitting there like all scared over here, like and thinking. He, he tells you this at night, and you're like, all right, good night. Maybe, maybe he was like, look, I know there's a creepy witch lady in the closet, but I, I saw, saw that. I saw yeah. this. So, <laughs> so I went up two yeah. miles to school every day. <laughs> no, literally. Um, that's crazy. I know, and I'm just like, and now that I think about it, I'm like, I'm, are you crazy? I was eight. I was like, what am I learning about this? I should be learning about adding something. Um, I'm just going to look for my glasses out here real quick. Right, let's go back to this lady in the closet, though. Oh, right, right, right. Before. So, like, 
the red fingernails like were they relevant to anything like like when you were describing that to your parents mm-hmm. did they were they like oh that sounds like aunt fucking margaret or something yeah my... <laughs> um so i described it to them but they were never like they never made a connection mm-hmm. um and even if they did i never heard from it like mm-hmm. i never found out if it was connection years now even then i'll be sitting there bringing it up i'm like wait a minute i was like I how am I not finding this this out till now, um, but there was a connection years later, uh-huh. which is surprisingly, um, that my dad saw the same thing. Okay. Um, so, not adding on, they never saw her when I was when I was she would come to me. Uh-huh. Um, so, they cleanse the room to end the story. They cleanse the room. Oh, um, I went back to my parents' room. Never walked into that room. I walk into it now because it's my room, but um, they just. I never, that never happened to me. I never got to encounter her again, which I'm thankful for. Um, she went away? She just went away. Oh, well, um, that's good. It's good, and I and the thing is, adding on to the whole cleansing part, um, Vanessa was not the only one that cleansed. Another lady that came and cleansed the house, but she cleansed the entire house. Okay. Because they had said, the room might be clean, but you don't know the rest of the house. Of the house. Yeah. Um, and adding on to that, adding on how, like, the evil eye has a lot to do with spirits and negative energy that can be lingering mm-hmm. um they had said the lady that cleansed it had read my parents cards and mine and had said that someone was trying to harm my parents like kind of just like bashing them or just saying bad things about them or trying to get them to experience bad things and because my parents are kind of like strong-minded people they're just kind of like no that's not gonna happen they they're hard targets to attack yeah and since i was younger i was the easier target that the whatever that energy was latched onto me. Mm-hmm. So they connected it to something. Um, it all went towards me. But it was kind of just like, oh, it was, they had thought it was just that. But then when I started encountering more things, they were kind of like, okay, there's something more to her than just it being... Like a one-off. One-off, yeah. So what was the connection between the lady that came out the closet? So the connection, um, they had said that it was so before that room was mine it was my brother so it was chino's room um and he had a lot of girlfriends when he was younger um and they're a lot older than me so they were about the age i am right now so they had a bunch of girlfriends and he said they had said that he had one girlfriend and that she had passed away in a car accident and they had made the connection that maybe it was her it was kind of just like a maybe yeah because it was kind of just like what what was the reasoning behind it Mm -hmm. and we never found out what it was but what kind of contradicts it was the fact that my dad saw her years later mm. and he actually saw her at a cemetery what the hell i have no idea whose funeral it was um they had gone to a friend's funeral or i don't know a family friend and he kind of kept quiet about it so we were there like at the cemetery during the burial and then after he had made the comment to my mom that he had saw something and he had kept it all day with him like he was kind of just like i saw something i saw something and that night when he told her, and then I found out, because my mom spoke to me about it, the more I, older I got, the more open I could talk about things like that. And I wasn't as afraid. Um, and he had said that he saw a lady, like, in the... Whilst everyone was around, like, when they were burying, um, a lady on the far, like, corner, just standing there. And the way he described her was the same that way I described what I saw. Yeah. He said the long red nails the hands the no shoes uh, like kind of like a flowy dress yeah but he did say he didn't see her face either wow which is kind of like 
That's so interesting. I'm just like, oh, I, and the thing is, I, I still think about it. I'm like, what's the connection? Yeah. So we had thought it was one thing. And then the fact that he saw her, I'm just like, okay, what is that connection? Why does it keep coming back? Yeah. And it makes me think, okay, adding on to like the whole evil eye thing. Is it the same person that was trying to harm us? Yeah. Trying to do something again? Mm. Or was yeah. it them trying to? And they, this time it was able, My one of my parents was able to see it. And it didn't latch onto me. Um, but that was the only encounter. I'm not sure. I think he went to go get cleansed. I'm not sure. Um, and But that was the connection. That was the, the, the end of the story. I haven't had any encounters with that again. And I hope I don't. Yeah, Jesus. And so just to explain to our non-Hispanic listeners, <laughs> what is evil like? So, um, loosely, like it was a rough, yeah, I had, okay, full transparency. I had to look it up because when you tell someone evil eye, mm-hmm. it's, a, you expect them to know what it is because mm-hmm. it's so ingrained in our culture. It's really hard to explain what it is. It's almost like t- trying to explain to you what an orgasm is. It's like, hey, orgasm, and you're just sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you've had one, you it's know like what it is, is. But if you haven't, then it's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, like, in the Mexican community, when I, like, if I tell, you know, my friend Manelli or Mari Carmen, you know, this lady, I think I have ojo, mm-hmm. evil eye, she knows what it is, you yeah, know? Yeah. So basically what it is is a curse that someone gives you by merely just looking at you giving you the the like a a, a stare is giving you a stink eye with intent with Mm -hmm. hate behind it it's that's it's that's where the i i think that's where the term comes from giving you the evil eye oh Mm -hmm. that lady over there is giving you the evil eye yeah Mm -hmm. but when it, it really does um because i um everything everybody i believe everybody has certain um gifts you know, whether yeah. they're suppressed or not. And people who can give you an evil eye, ha- whether they know it or not, have an ability to um, wish harm upon you because just the sight of you infuriates them. Mm-hmm. And there's several reasons, several kinds of maladies that they can give to you, um, which a curandero, which is a healer, can decipher by giving you a cleansing with an egg. Mm-hmm. When they cleanse you with an egg depending on how many days you need that cleansing when they um break the egg open in water they can look at it and tell you it what you have on you is hate someone hates you they can tell you how like if it's a lot of people that hate you mm-hmm. or just one they can tell you if there's if it's jealousy if there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people that are envious and again if it's just one um so basically that's what it is and there are certain ways that you can ways you can protect yourself there's talismans you know like the little blue eye bracelets and necklaces or the red bracelets for babies in the mexican culture what we do is we give red red braces bracelets that have the deer eye Mm -hmm. on it it's like a dried deer eye it just looks like a little brown marble Oh, gross. Uh, like That's a wooden so marble. <laughs> <laughs> and it's attached to it. And you give it to babies because... Um, they can't protect themselves. They mm-hmm. can't protect mm-hmm. themselves. Much like how Mari Carmen, she couldn't protect herself mm-hmm. because yeah. she was only six. And um, and some people, like I said, they don't know that they can do that mm-hmm. with their stare, you know? Mm-hmm. And some people don't really don't mean to, mm-hmm. you know? So there's also this... Um, 
this thing that we do, like if I'm really looking at a baby and I'm staring at a baby hard because it's so fucking cute, Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it evil eye unintentionally and harm it because evil eye can bring a lot of negative situations to you, like your car breaks down, your boyfriend breaks up with you or he cheats on you. Or you lose your job, yeah, you know, or, or you mm-hmm. break your leg, you know, like you are exposed then. You are attracting all these things to you because this curse has been put on you. Mm-hmm. So again, back to the baby thing. If I'm staring hard at this baby because it's so cute, um, one thing that you can do to offset that is to touch them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, there's a thing yeah. where you're just like, hey, touch my baby before you go. Like, yeah. It's so funny. You're so like, why like am I? like a kiss goodbye or something, but it just actually means... Something like, slightly different here. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Is it like... It, here, if you don't give the child a kiss goodbye, or like just touch them or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh no, no something bad is going to happen, or could possibly happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I, I try not to stare at people's babies. I have I have a staring problem. <laughs> and if I, if I know the person, then I'll tell them, hey, can I touch your baby because I've been staring at them and I don't want to give them evil eye. Yeah, but or if it's like, a stranger, you're not just going to walk up and be like, hey, can I touch your kid? <laughs> no, no, you'd at, be surprised. At, at that point, <laughs> like, if I'm staring at a stranger's baby, I will make it a point to stop fucking staring because I know of that. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to unintentionally mm-hmm. do that to some kid, you know? But even, like, ladies who have babies, you know, like, in our community... If they if it's a brand new baby, they know. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, uh, can you touch my baby just because I don't want him or her to, to get evil eye? Yeah. yeah, I was like saying, like some people, like you're saying a stranger, it's more comfortable to do it someone you know, but if it's a stranger, like I've had encounters where my mom is just talking to someone and they have a baby and they're like, oh, I like, even just something of, like their pigtails or anything like their hair, and then they're like, okay, I'm going to touch it before and... The surprising thing is they're comf- they're okay with it because yeah. they know. And but I, it's going back to the people who actually do know mm-hmm. about it. Because if you're someone random, they're like, well, "What is that? What are you? Why are you gonna yeah. touch my baby? That's weird." Yeah, like non-Mexican folk, they're gonna yeah. be like, "No, you can't touch my baby." Let <laughs> <laughs> me call the police. Yeah. <laughs> um, baby toucher. Gross. Um, right. So, getting back on track. So you had that experience and that stopped like within. Like, you were still six when everything was cleansed and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So then what next? Like, how? So, oh. so that actually, like, which is weird is I was like, okay, this is done. This is the next. It, it stopped happening. Like, I stopped worrying about it. I, like I said, I stopped going to the room again. Um, and that connection with the lady came back years later. We still don't know what it's connected to or what it, who it could be. Because on the country, it might be someone that we know and yeah. might not mean harm or something that my parents know or anything mm-hmm. it could um, be two separate things yeah okay um the thing is that i do remember i didn't feel comfortable i've had other experiences where i'm like okay i feel something here but it's not anything bad okay but with that experience i was like i it's something bad yeah um and it made it worse because when i had said that she had started talking to me um i remember her saying clearly to come with her she oh, was like shit. like like, she said in Spanish, which is weird, because when I was younger, I didn't know as much. I knew English, but not up to the point where I know now. And she was telling me to come with it. And she, I saw her getting bigger, extending her hand, mm-hmm. almost, which made the connection with why she tried grabbing my hand, almost like if she was trying to take me. Right. Um, and that's the only thing I had ever heard from her, and that's the only thing. And I just told, I would, I fought back, and I said, no, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, like, no, and I was screaming. Um, 
But that after I got cleansed, it stopped happening. Um, and I never experienced it again. When I started noticing I could see things and sense things was after my uncle's funeral. So my uncle, my my mom's brother, um, passed away like almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost 10 years. Um, which is odd because my grandmother had passed away like a year or two years before. Mm-hmm. And we had never had, I had never encountered anything with my grandma, which is super weird. Okay. I wasn't as close to my grandma, um, but she was still around. And the thing is I encountered something with my uncle. And with my uncle, so we had gone to his funeral and it was in Loretto. Um, and we were in my in the guest room at my aunt's house, not the not his wife, so it was in his house. And I had remembered, and I was really close to me because when I was little, he used to call me Venadita, mm-hmm. which means little deer. Yeah, because I was cute. I was super skinny. I was super dark. My legs looked like sticks. So if you think, oh, <laughs> Venadita, um, like Bambi, like Bambi, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was like, you probably walk and break your foot. Um, <laughs> and. We, I remember we had done everything, the funeral, but the thing is, it wasn't the day before the burial, so it was just like the the wake. Um, we had gone to the wake, I had remember I got him like the, the big flowers, and I even signed my name, and I was saying um, like that I loved him um, from your Benadita, like mm-hmm. his, his little deer. And we had gone home. My my dad wasn't with us, but it was just me and my mom, and we were in that that guest room. And I, for some reason, my aunt's house, it's always hot, like 80 <laughs> degrees, and she has a lock on it, and... Only her, only she can mess with it. Um, oh, on the thermostat. On the thermostat. That's so and it's always hot. I'm like, girl, this is a hot house. Um, so the fans were always on. And my mom would turn on, and I should be sweating. She'd be like, it's hot. Um, but that night, I woke up that same night of the wake. The next day before the funeral, like the burial, um, I woke up and I saw him in the corner of the room. Full on, and it's he's someone that you you know, like you can see their right. face and you yeah, know their face. Uncle. So you seen all his details. I saw all his details. The hat he used to always wear. He always wore hats because he had like the little. He didn't have any hair here, but he had hair on the sides, <laughs> um, and he had a hat on. And I saw a suitcase, and it was kind of like he had a little suitcase on the side, and he was kind of says, I was kind of like he was saying goodbye to me, and he was just saying, um, he had told me in Spanish how that that he loved me that it wasn't his time to go yet that it that his it was meant to happen like this and he, it was not like his fault that he passed away right and he had told me to take care of my mom that I was going to grow up and really make it to them my parents proud to take care of my mom and to always remember like to love my parents and stuff mm-hmm. and he was just saying Almost like if, if, as if he was saying goodbye, which is yeah. weird because I yeah. never saw him. Like they, we don't live in the same city, but every time I would see him, well, I would always talk to him and always be with him. But it really stuck to me. I can bring it up now. My mom starts crying because it's something like she's kind of like that's her brother. That's her brother. Yeah, she, it's not a nice message, like either. Really, you know what I mean? It's not my time to go. Or whatever. yeah, yeah, that's troubling. Yeah, and it's kind of just like it makes you worry. Like what was the reasoning behind her? What actually happened? Because mm-hmm. we're never gonna know. There has been things that have happened that you're kind of like, oh, was it this or was it that? Yeah. Um, but that was the second time I had encountered something, and I was kind of just like, okay. But I, like I said, I felt safe. I didn't feel like I did the first time. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh. And I had just said it like nothing. I felt comfortable. I told my mom, I was like, oh, I saw my uncle, this and that, in Spanish. And she was like, what do you mean? And I explained to her. The weird part about it was that she had said that that same night, I had woken up, um, 
and she found me in the kitchen. What? Yeah. Like awake? Like awake. Were you doing that thing where, you know, like that thing that scary kids do where they just stand there? Yeah. So you were like sleepwalking? No, because I remember, I remember. No, I, like were you, like were your eyes open? My eyes were open. Oh, shit. My eyes were open and she said she had some, and I had, and then she was like, she had asked me what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm getting water. But, but you the, were just standing there. But I was just standing there. <laughs> what the fuck? Weird. And, and the thing is, I, and then I questioned it. I was like, was I just dreaming? Oh, you did didn't she, remember. I did remember. I was like, I don't remember how I got from the bed to the kitchen. But I remembered in the instance that I was in the kitchen getting water. Because I guess in my head, I was like, I'm going to go get water. And it makes it started with like, okay, did I just dream my uncle? Or did he visit me in my mm-hmm. dream? Or did I actually see him? And I started really thinking about it. But I was like, no. And I I woke up because I remember because I was hot. Like, going back to the house being hot. I woke up and it was hot. And I, it was super hot that I woke up and I just sat there. And I was just like trying to like, I guess like move around and not be just laying in one place. And that's when I I turned and I saw him. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what was the other conversation I had from the time from the bed to the kitchen. So yeah, because you yeah. think that he was still with you yeah. when you went to the kitchen, uh-huh. and you don't know what what was said. Uh uh-uh. That's insane. And I don't. And the things that I make it, make him think when you think of someone leaving, you walk him to the door. Yeah. Oh, and the door yeah. the door is to the door the front door of their house is by their kitchen. Literally like their kitchen's right here and the door's wow, right there. Wow, that's crazy. So it's like you're walking your uncle out of the house. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's really cool though. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um and what's funny too is that they had they had those little things we used to used to have the little water gallon things. Oh yeah, yeah. Right next to the door. And that's why I said I wanted water. So that's uh, where I was in the kitchen. Right, right. So you were right by the front door. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, now, like, well, my question is, what was that, what else did he say or what else did I bring up in that that's time so span? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my mom just went, took me back to the room. And the next day I had said it like nothing. I was like, I saw my uncle. Like, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even, like, when he, when they buried him in his casket, I touched him. Like, I knew he was okay. Like, I knew he was he had said goodbye to me the right way and he had told me, like, kind of, like, rely a message to my mom saying, yeah, like, yeah. to take care of herself and everything. Yeah. Um, so that was the second thing I ever encountered. Mm. But the things, like I said, I wasn't scared. I wasn't um, worried about it as much as the first one. Yeah, so this was just your uncle, like, regular. Mm-hmm. So what sticks out to me is that he said, I wasn't supposed to go this way. Mm-hmm. What did he, what do you think he meant by that? He, like, in recent years, he tried contacting which is my second cousin, his his grandson. Mm-hmm. Um, his grandson was was almost like messing with stuff like that, mm. and was able to contact him, I guess, um, like through the Ouija board and stuff like that. So your your cousin was was contacting your uh, uncle who had passed, uh-huh. okay. which is his, his grand grandfather. Okay. Um, and there was a whole thing with like. It was, like, the way he had died, they had ruled it as, like, a natural death, like, mm-hmm. cause of death. Um, but then he was taking all these medicine, like, for heart attacks, for it. He died in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one really knew, like, according to autopsy, it was that. But there was, like, kind of, like, pieces that were not, didn't make sense mm-hmm. as to, like, the timing, like, his health. And even just, like, that supposedly he didn't take his pill 
and it didn't make sense like none of the things that they were giving the reason as to why didn't make sense so that's when but obviously i was younger so i didn't think much of it i was just uh-huh. kind of like okay um but the thing that he had said it was in my time to go that it was in this way mm-hmm. i felt like his death was caused by something else mm-hmm. not something else or it could it could have been like someone else that kind of like kind of going foul back. play foul play right, mm-hmm. um not that someone killed him but someone had bad intentions yeah, yeah. so i think that now and it and it kind of annoys me because I don't know the answer, mm. and it's because I know I was the first one to have heard it, but no one really thought much of it. Um, but now that I bring it up, everyone's kind of like, oh, kind of like they think about it and they're like, was that really what happened? Like, was it truly like what the reasoning behind it was? So, what did your uh, cousin find out when he was trying to contact your? The same thing. That the thing that when he went to go cleanse by like a curandera, I guess. Yeah. Um, as she was cleansing him, his my uncle's voice came out of him, like his raspy voice. Like you know, everyone has their own unique voice. Yeah. Um, and his voice came out of him as he as if he was talking through him. So your your uncle was talking out of your cousin mm-hmm. while uh, a curandera was cleansing him. Uh-huh. So what happened? What was? What did he say? He was just saying how he was angry. Mm-hmm. How he was really angry that, um, that the way that he died, that he wasn't supposed to like that, that it wasn't his fault, and that that was not it wasn't his time to go yet, that he was not ready, that no one was ready, um, and it was a surprise like the way he passed away, mm-hmm. or like it was just like one day so to another, yeah, yeah, and it made two questions, and then that's when I started bringing, I brought it up to them because I had brought it up to my parents about what had happened to me. With his experience, and then when they brought it up to them, mm-hmm. they were kind of shocked because they were like, "There's like the, the same, same story, the same story." Yeah, the same things are being said. Um, but I think, I think they have an idea of what it was or who it could have been, but for the same reason that that there is like such uncertainty with it, and mm-hmm. you're being like, you don't want to mess with things like that because mm-hmm. if someone has the power to do that to someone. Yeah, you don't want to start pointing the finger and pulling them out. Yeah, Yeah, because you're just like, what if that is what happened? So I think they just separated. He got cleansed. Um, He stopped messing with all those things. Um, I haven't heard them. When we have had conversations, they haven't talked about it. Um, But it was like the connection between both of them. And now with his experience, he had a bad experience with it because it was kind of like he wasn't himself. Mm Mm-hmm. When he was when he was contacting my uncle, mm-hmm. and with me, it was my uncle. Mm-hmm. Like it was the person I had known. Mm. So now it's like, is it really? The, it was, was it really, really your uncle? Yeah. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. That's why we don't fuck with Ouija boards. No, yeah, that's like I feel like we're always saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Should make a shirt. Don't fuck with Ouija boards. How old were you then? I was. Eight with the devil story. Mm. Okay. Around that that time frame, um, yeah, I was about eight. Or, no, lies. I was, I had just turned. It was a couple years later after my mom, my my grandma had passed away. I had turned ten, so I was like eleven or twelve. Mm. So a little bit older. Okay. So I was a little okay. bit older. Um, but I, like I said, I didn't think much of it. I was just kind of like, okay. Um, and I think it's in between that time span from the first experience to the second. I would feel things. I never saw anything, but I would feel things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd walk into a house, and I'm like, oh. Or I can just, I'll pass by someone in the store, and I would feel uncomfortable. 
Like okay. if something was around them or something was with them. Or wrong with them. Yeah, or wrong with them. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never really took it into consideration. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, you probably thought everybody has this. Yeah. You know? I was like, I think, I mean, I, I'm guessing, and I guess because my parents were so open to about it and mm. were actually believed me. So I guess everyone believes in it or everyone, no one's a sec- skeptic and they think the same. Mm-hmm. Um, until that second encounter. And I was curious then because I was just like, what, like, is there a way to know when something's bad or when something's, like, good? Mm-hmm. And... I since then I just started thinking about it. I just kept going about my day, and I think the next encounter I had was probably like in high school. Mm-hmm. In high school, I started so even then I I would see th- sense things or I would sense see a shadow or I would see something and just kind of like in my head I'm like ignore it, just keep going. <laughs> if I don't see it, it does not exist. <laughs> um, plus, I never felt like it was anything bad. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, like, I'd be in my room and I, and keep in mind, I actually went back into my room after mm-hmm. the encounter, the first one, surprisingly, and I'm, sometimes I'm just like, don't talk about it in this room, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'd be in my room and i hear something fall in the kitchen, and I'd just be like, okay, and it was just like, things that just don't make any sense that would fall, like, yeah, yeah. just like, mm-hmm. how would this thing move completely to the floor and just drop yeah yeah um i'm like i get if it's on the side of the logic or like on the side of the thing and it falls i'm like or like they say the ac i'm like the ac is not strong enough to push a whole box down (laughs) to the floor um and so just things like that and then in high school i got to see a little girl I encountered a little girl. Like at school? No, not at school. Oh. No, not at school. I think that's just weird. Just to make school even worse. You know, just to make school even worse. <laughs> right, no. now it's Can you help me with this test? No, I'm just kidding. Where did you see her? I saw her at my mom's friend's house. Okay. So. It was this house. <laughs> I was like, it was this house. Um, and I'm not going to say her name because just for. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, but her friend actually, she was my they're more on the bigger side, so she was kind of like a year. She was kind of like, oh, I'm gonna go to Mexico and go get a surgery done. Mm. So she got like her lipo or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the case was. But in that surgery, it went wrong. Okay. Like she had a bad reaction to the anesthesia and she was diagnosed with something. Um, I have the name for it, but I have to look for it. Look for it. Um, that she ended up losing her ability to walk. Whoa. Oh shit! Yeah. So she's in a wheelchair. Um, it's, it was like something with their nerve system. Okay. Like her nerve system just went horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my mom took care of her. My mom being her friend, she took care of her when she came back and everything. Um, she lost all the weight because of the surgery and everything, but there were so many complications. Um, and she, she couldn't even walk, like she couldn't even sit up, but my mom had to help her and everything. And for a long time, my mom would be going every single day, like mm-hmm. every single day. I would, my mom would drop me off at the bus stop. At 6 in the morning, and then i come home at, like, 2 or 3, my mom would be over there. She'd pick me up, and we'd go back to her house. So, for mm-hmm. almost, like, 6 months, I was going to her house every day. Mm-hmm. But I was told my mom, I was like, I don't, something's wrong here. Like, something is not okay here. And things my mom never told me about how her friend had told her that when she was alone, that she was scared at her house. Whoa. That she thought that someone was walking in the attic. That she would hear footsteps. And she thought she, thought she was going crazy. And keep in mind, she's... Her, she lives on her own with her husband. Her husband work as a at work all day, mm-hmm. so it would just be her, 
and my mom. If my mom wasn't there, she was alone. And she said she'd feel uneasy, that she couldn't sleep. Like, she tried to go to sleep, and she couldn't. And I I had never found out about this. My mom, my mom and her had conversations. And one afternoon, I had gone. I was like, I'm going to go do homework in the patio outside in the backyard. And they have a nice patio, very set up TVs and everything. And I was doing homework on, like, the bar section. And I turn on those spinny chairs, mm-hmm. and I see, I see a little girl. Do you remember what she looks like? She had, like... A sh- she had like a red shirt mm-hmm. and then she had um like a little like like kind of like this the dress you wear for school like the uniform, like a uniform dress yeah almost oh, like that oh wow okay and i just remember having like like a hair t- a chongo like a hair tie like mm-hmm. a ponytail, ponytail and a bow the red bow that matched and i was like i remember because i was like oh it matches and the little girl just did not say anything she just stared at me full on like, like you're saying, they like just full on stared at me. If someone's just staring at you, like you said, like when a kid is like sleepwalking almost and they mm. just stare at you, mm-hmm. she just stared at me and she kind of looked shocked, almost as like she didn't know if I, she was surprised I was seeing her. Wow. And I was just kind of like, Did she say anything? No, nothing. And I kind of like, I was there in that moment. I just looked at her and I just looked at her in the moment. I like blinked and she was gone. That's crazy. And this, that, like, did she look? Just like a regular, like solid. You weren't. Like, yeah, she looked like a solid. Or anything like like Did a you solid. Feel, like threatened. No, I just felt like confused. I was just like, what? Mm. They made no sense. I was like, there's no kids that live around here. There's no logic behind it or anything. Um, and I was kind of confused. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I need to run. You know, like the first one, I was just like, oh. Uh. Um, and then when I had told my mom about it like I kind of just like oh and I did get that fear of it because I was like did I just see that um and I anything anytime I experience something I get worried that it's gonna be like the first time mm. where I I'm like feel threatened by it. Yeah. It yeah um and I I immediately just grabbed my things and I remember because I was like rushing to get my things into my backpack and mm-hmm. go back inside and then I had told my mom about it and my mom had brought it up like how she asked me as well as how what did she look like and she had said that her friend had made a comment about it that she mm-hmm. had told her that she feels unsettling at her house mm-hmm. and that she hears footsteps and everything mm-hmm. and she had said how did she asked me how I felt well, like if I felt and I was like no I don't think that was something that was trying to harm like that's something that's at her house that's not trying to harm her mm-hmm. I feel like kind of like she was letting me know like, it was something, she was good. Mm. Um, I didn't feel the need. And my mom had said maybe she was, like, my friend's guardian angel. Mm-hmm. You know, right now she's having, like, a hard time. And she's having, like, protecting her or a spirit that was protecting her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of just like, oh, okay. And she then told me that her her friend that had been telling her that was, she knows that someone did that to her. What had happened to her, like, her ending up in a wheelchair and everything. Oh. It was someone's fault. But it wasn't because of the surgery. It was because she says she believes that someone did going back to the EY. Because um, a lady that she knew went to the... And this is when her husband, her husband was like, something. someone did this to you, this person did this to you. And they knew who it was. Because this person went to the hospital to go visit her right when she had started having all the complications and her they had told her that she had she couldn't walk anymore mm-hmm. and she, 
this lady just randomly started apologizing and saying how Whoa. like she was like I'm so sorry like in Spanish of course it's different in Spanish mm -hmm. but she was saying I'm so sorry this was never happened it was never meant to happen this way I was supposed to like it wasn't supposed to go this far I'm so sorry almost like if she was apologizing for her ending up in a and I'm just like, and that lady, I know her. Mm -hmm. I've experienced things with her. Like, she's a curandera. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the things that she does don't make sense. Like, she works with La Santa Muerte. Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, La Santa Muerte is kind of like, um, how would you explain that? Well, it depends on who you ask. Um, I think um, people who follow, who follow Santa Muerte, mm -hmm. they believe that she's... She's everything. She's she's supposed to be the patron saint for the the forgotten, mm -hmm. the the people that are just cast aside, the poor, um, like if like the minority, mm -hmm. basically. That's the patron saint for them. Mm -hmm. um, people, she's gotten a bad name because the cartel used her, mm -hmm. or they do things um, in her name. Mm -hmm. um, they ask. I mean, but she'll give you what you'll ask mm -hmm. as long as you give her what it is that you Promised. promised her. Mm -hmm. So she's not one of those things. She's not, it's a give and take mm -hmm. type of situation, much like the Morgan. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Morgan from like pagan practice and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So these things, if you, if you work with them, they can be used for good things. Mm -hmm. That's why she has her different colors. Mm-hmm. But um, but if you you can also use her for bad things, mm -hmm. you know, because especially if you believe that there is no such thing as karma, mm -hmm. you know, if you think that you are right within your yourself, like no, I'm going to hurt this person because they did this to me, and mm -hmm. you believe it, then she will do whatever it is that you want mm -hmm. in exchange for something, whatever it is that you promise her. Mm -hmm. um, that's why she can be dangerous, um, but again, it just depends on who petitions her help. Yeah, yeah. So the, basically, like she did that. Mm -hmm. um, so she works with that. So it's kind of like okay. Um, but what's weird is that she was apologizing almost as if it was her fault that she ended up like that. Mm -hmm. And she, her husband, the, my friend's husband, which is my dad's friend, is a coworker. Um, he. He now says he he literally made a huge deal about it. He was saying how it was her fault, and it was her fault because he knows it was, um, and because she messes with those things, and now it makes you think: is there there was there something actually in her house mm -hmm. like that energy that made her end up in a wheelchair? Mm -hmm. And then what I had seen was like someone trying to protect it, kind of like a, they were battling in a way, mm -hmm. like the energy and that thing. Mm -hmm. So that was like the other encounter I had with that. Mm -hmm. The thing is, which is weird, that all the encounters I've had have had something tied in with the EY. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then I found out recently when I had turned 15 mm -hmm. why these things are happening to me or why I see those things. So what did you find out? Um, so I believe that everyone has an aura. Mm -hmm. So everyone has an aura. Everyone has different colors. Their, like, their purpose or what like you're saying, their gifts that mm -hmm. are suppressed or they're not. Um, so I had an encounter again when I had turned, after my 15, I had a quinceañera. I was yeah. big and everything. A lot of people went. But 
that same person we think did something to my uncle mm-hmm. was at my 15 because she is family. So it was kind of compromised that we had to invite her and she showed up. Um, but it's kind of like people that have just negative energy that kind of like, oh. Yeah, they got a heavy stare. Yeah, the heavy stare or even just like, I'm going to say they're haters. Like they legit yeah. hate, yeah. even if they mean it or don't mean it. But we know that they mess with it. Yeah. So affect other people, like intentionally harm them. Yeah. And uh, during my 15th time, as soon as my 15th happened for my, well, my 15th was in June. And a couple, like two months later, I had started feeling that feeling I was with that lady. Like she was around? Like she was, not that she was around, but something was around. Oh, wait, you're talking about the lady in the closet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, but something was around. Um... And for months, so it was like what my sophomore year of high school, and I was I would I was I was back in that room. I actually went back to that room after when I started high school, mm-hmm. and it was weird is that I my mom had told me, we'll put you in the other room since not this room, but I was like no I want that room. Yeah. I was like confident that that was my room. It was mm-hmm. just like a feeling that's my room. Yeah. Um, because there's a there's three bedrooms. Uh-huh. One is your parents. Mm-hmm. One is uh, the one with the middle. The, your middle sibling mm-hmm. lived in, and then it was your room. Oh, yeah, the older one, and then... Yeah, so he once left. he left, you had the option of being in those two rooms. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, no, I'll take, I'll stay with that room. And I guess because there was, it's, the, there's a bigger window, there was more light in it, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, um, I feel more welcomed in that room, even though the experience, I was kind of like... Yeah. Um, you had gotten over it at this stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think now I can talk about it more openly. I still at night I won't, but um, <laughs> the it's just the idea behind it. And so I had started sleeping there, and then as soon as I started feeling that way, like even in the shower. So we have like glass shower. I'd be showering. I wouldn't be able to close my eyes. I just feel like someone oh, was... Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, I just feel like someone was in there. And I don't feel like well, that way. I close my eyes, shower, just mind yeah, my business. Yeah. I'll have music. But even then, I'll, I feel like something was just there. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of like, oh, creep, why are you looking at me shower? <laughs> um, and in my room, um, I tried going to sleep. I'd go to sleep. And it kind of was horrible because it was during school days. And I'd wake up at 5 in the morning, go to school or 6 in the morning, and was like all Tired. exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like I try to go to sleep, and I'd wake up. Like I just immediately wake up because of that feeling. Yeah. And I would I would call my mom on the phone, and I would tell her because I feel like if I screamed, I would see or hear something. Um, so I would call her on the phone, and I'd be like, can, I would like, can you come into my room? And I would try to make it like really like normal, kind of like nothing was wrong. Yeah. Because if I felt like if I freaked out, you'd almost alert it. Yeah. And it like attack or something. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, and I felt like I was always like... On edge. On edge. And even when I would turn and I'd do something, I'd just feel like on edge. And I'd call her and she'd come to my room and i just tell her, it won't let me sleep. Like, it won't let me sleep. I never said who, I never said he or she. I'm like, or I would say it or they won't let me sleep. Can you imagine having kids and then like our no, kids? No, I like, would just get out. You're on your own, or you can have no, the house. No, like, no, you're <laughs> sleeping with me. Yeah, no, I sleep. I was, I was a sophomore sleeping with my parents in their bed. My remember my bedroom. I didn't have a twin bed no more. I had a bigger bed. Yeah. And I'd be in the middle, like this 15, 16 year old in my in the middle of my parents' bed, right there, <laughs> with one parent on each. Side. I know, and I'd just oh. be like, um, <laughs> but you're tiny. I'm sure. It's yeah, fine. I was like, and they're just like, and my my mom was really concerned, and she knows like, 
um i just don't i i'm very like honest with it like i'll tell her straight up like oh this well, is that's good. wrong yeah she believed you like, yeah that's even more important yeah. is that she believes you yeah because i think it's worse if some you're experiencing it and no one believes you it's kind of like you're going crazy yes and then yes. the more the less people believe you the more i feel like the more it, like the more you have feel that feeling of the fear of it kind of attacking you in a way yeah um so it was just like the same thing it started happening every day i just couldn't sleep i'd wake up in the middle at three in the morning Every single day at three in the morning, three in the morning, and even now I I wake up sometimes at three thirty three. That's the witching hour. At three thirty three. Oh, dude. Every crazy. morning, like in the middle of the night. So and, then what happened? And I just started doing it, and I just I got to a point where I was like, I'm not sleeping, I'm not, I can't, and out of my own self, I woke up in the middle of the night, like at one in the morning, and I'd like, it happened again where I just felt like I can't sleep. Um, and keep it, I didn't have a dog then. It was just me. And I had to my mom, I was like, can you take me to, like, the cleansing lady? I told her to so Juanita. I was like, can you take me to her, go cleanse? And my mom was, like, shocked by it. Because she was kind of like, if she's telling me that she needs it, then there's something going she on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I started going. And when I went, she cleansed me and everything. And she was telling me how um, she even went, she came to my house and everything. Yeah, like I said, you said it. You had to go like three or four times. Yeah. I did it for a whole week. Yeah. That, for a whole that, week. that means it's bad. For a whole week. And then even then, I had to sleep. She told me a lot of things I had to do. Like, I had to have a water, like a glass vase mm-hmm. with water next to my bed. Mm-hmm. I had to have... My mom had to go buy, like, cilantro, like something green. Mm-hmm. I guess just anything green. Put it under my bed. Like, under not under my bed. Under my pillow mm-hmm. to sleep with it. Um, and she didn't physically read the cards to me but she read them like in my like for me but i didn't get to i don't i don't like people reading like i don't want to yeah, know she about just like did it on your behalf like, yeah, yeah on my behalf and she had told me how she know that the cards had read to her that she, i was gonna overcome it like mm-hmm. whatever was going on like whatever was trying to contact me whatever was trying to mess with me mess with me i was going to over- overcome it with like time and that i'm always going to experience things because my aura is white and she says when auras are white, it's like a pure color. And a lot of spirits tend to try and find people who are that color because they're more open and they can connect more to it. Um, and she's like, because you're so open to it, they, some spirits try and, con- like good ones try and contact you and you can help them. Mm-hmm. You can help them understand or help them, like even if they're like, like even if they're stuck here, it's just like someone's seeing or hearing them and they're having a conversation because mm-hmm. they're alone. Yes. Yeah, see, yeah. you remember when I told you, like, that people that are open, like, because no one likes being ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People who, like, say, I'm dead, and I'm stuck here, mm-hmm. and no one can see me. Yeah. I'm going to be pretty... I, I'm, You're going to get pissed yeah. off. I'm going to be pissed off that people keep ignoring shit. me, mm-hmm. and if I see someone who I can finally have a conversation with who can finally see me, yeah. that's what I'm going to come to. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, I think spirits don't always, you don't have to physically see them to be able to have a conversation or hear them, it's kind of just like signs. Kind of like they do things on purpose. I'm mean, They're not going to obviously put a whole like flower right down, hey, how are you doing? Or like, yeah, hey, yeah, text me. Yeah. But they'll do they'll like... knock things over. Yeah, or like for you to think, to make connections, kind of like, oh, a cup, this, that, or you make the connections. Um, for you to notice them. For you to notice them. And she had just told me that my card had said that because of that, I was always going to experience things. Mm-hmm. That I just had to know how to communicate the right way yeah and know really like m- follow my instinct and my gut yeah because 
some things that will try to contact me are not always good. Yes. And she was just saying how I need to be careful with it. Um, like I won't, I will, I won't ever mess with the Ouija board or any of that. I feel like yeah, I would yeah. have. I mean, you don't need to. No, because I mean, you are a walking Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna start talking. Hey, um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, so sometimes I even have. I when I tell friends, friends are freaked out always. They're like, oh my gosh. Some are like, that's so cool, and they're like. I've had I've gone to friends' houses and they're like, "Do you feel anything here?" I'm like, "No, I don't." But then the thing is, I never feel anything when I'm around people, only when I'm alone. alone. Oh, okay. Which is weird. So like right now that we're in a room, I won't feel anything. But if I'm alone in the house, yeah, I can feel more. That makes it that that's interesting because it's almost like like say you you ha- you're in a room and you have the radio on, you have the TV on, and all that stuff, you know, and that's essentially what you and I are to her right now mm-hmm. like we're like yeah, the, we're like the noise like exactly mm-hmm. and so once you turn all that stuff off you'll get to see if there's actually something else mm-hmm. in that space with you yeah kind of like it's saying kind of like when they say when you're blindfolded you're you're like you're limiting your yeah. your one of your senses like you have better hearing now or just certain your things other senses get yeah heightened. so it yeah. makes me think of like people are kind of like the distractions. Yes. Or kind of like blocking that. Or our energies. Yeah. Are. Yeah. So I. The thing I notice every time I encounter something, I'm always alone. Mm-hmm. I'm never like I'm never gonna be like oh my friend and I send something. Yeah. It's always when I'm just alone. So what's interesting is that you mentioned that you can see the color of auras, mm-hmm. and you see that all the time. No. You don't see that uh-uh. all the time. It is only like. I think anyone can see someone's aura. Mm-hmm. You just have to really like focus on it. Like you have to really visualize that person and their being. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like it's just like if like it's just like sensing it, you get their energy. Like if I'm in a bad mood and I walk by you, I'm sure you can feel like even if the way I'm standing, the body yeah, language, yeah. it's kind of like that. You just gotta pay attention. Yeah, it's them. it's like the senses. Thing. You just have to pay attention. But like I'm saying, it's kind of. It only happens when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just like, so when I'm alone, I'm not always like, oh, am, am I going to see something or am I going to hear anything? It's just kind of like, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't try to provoke it or anything um, because I think everything that comes has a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also going on to that thing with the, with like the whole, I wasn't sleeping. So I got oh. cleansed. Yeah. And I started sleeping in my room on my own again I was sleeping alone and everything and I my my mom had said she wanted to get a dog for me because they say dogs are good like dogs can send spirits mm-hmm. or they're like protectors mm-hmm. yeah. so that's why I got my dog that's why I have my dog um, yeah <laughs> now nowadays I'll see her laying down now here's something and she's dead asleep I'm like well you're no hope <laughs> I'm like, well you're no hope if there's something here I mean um but I think it's also because it's almost like she knows yeah. that I can sense things. Because even when I'll see her, like, I've caught her a couple of times just staring at something. Just plain out staring in the middle of, like, nothing in the night. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, and I sometimes feel like something's there, but I don't feel like anything's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt my grandma's presence before, mm-hmm. which is my mom's mom. I felt her presence before, but I, like I say, I don't feel anything bad. And I sometimes when I do feel like something's around, I... I think it's easier for me now I say more. I'm like, okay, just leave me alone. You won't bother me. I won't bother you. Um, if you don't belong here, you're not welcome. But if you're just trying, if you're my grandmother, this and that, or like anything that is good, 
like just don't bother me and i stopped feeling like that i think after i talked about it it goes away okay yeah and like i've the one time something happened in my house at home in my house at home my the, the room in my parents house where i was living <laughs> in ireland we had been to a paranormal fucking event mm -hmm. thing whatever and something happened in my room that night when i got home or like two days after or something and i just said straight up out loud i was like look because i thought it was like one of my family members mm -hmm. i was like i get the joke but like that's enough this is where this is my safe space you mm -hmm. know what i mean so please don't and that was it like that's the one and only time ever so i think like that there is a certain amount of respect maybe that they have for that too you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i know say like touch wood if i was to die tomorrow mm -hmm. i would be scaring the shit out of my sisters and stuff you know what i mean <laughs> so it's only natural for like family to have that kind of thing as well right yeah, yeah. to gravitate towards loved ones yeah mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah right so what's the most recent thing that has happened to you i think the most recent was probably now this plays into if like you're saying like my it passed on from my dad like his side of family mm -hmm. risa Oh. Um, which is my niece. Um, mm -hmm. So she's actually my brother's daughter. Um, so she's a lot older. We were pretty close in age, surprisingly, because she's my niece. Um, mm -hmm. But so she comes off, She comes over a lot because she, like, the custody and she comes over often. Um, and she has her own room. But she does sometimes, like, freak out about things. Like, she kind of, like, I feel when she's on edge. Like, the mm. feeling how I'm feeling, she feels on edge. And I tell her what's wrong. And she just says, oh, nothing. Um, but she opened up and I had told her um, how I encounter things or I, have, I see things as well or feel them. Mm -hmm. And she opened up. She was kind of like that she sometimes feels something at my house. And I, I was talking to her about it and I went to sleep. Like I, we were just talking in bed, ready to go to sleep. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, if you're feeling safe, like you can talk to me or anything. And I can, and I showed her told her like what the best thing to do like kind of talk to her and just kind of not suppress it but kind of be able to communicate and be like hey this is like boundaries i guess yeah yeah um and that n that night i was i fell asleep and i had a dream and i remember it was a dream and i remember seeing my grandma mm -hmm. so i remember seeing my grandma um she we have a glass door in the backyard mm -hmm. that opens up and i remember she was standing there and she was telling me to let her come in, to let her come in. Oh, shit. And in my dream, which I'm like, I'm here having a nightmare. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's telling me to let, me, her, let her come in. And I'm just kind of like, no. And I was like, why am I saying no? She's my grandma. Yeah. And I woke up, and I feel that bad energy again. Oh, my And I'm just like, there's something, there's something trying to come in or try to contact me. That's not good. And it's trying to trick you. Yeah. Fuck and I was just no. like, no. Um, and I knew it was not my grandma because where my grandma was standing at. So I've, it's concrete, like the yeah, backyard, yeah. like the little thing, that little section. But I saw like dirt. And in the dirt, I saw like little um, skeletons, like little bone pieces oh, on the floor. Fuck. Around her. That's Around detailed. her. Yeah. And I remember because I got cleansed again. And when I got cleansed, there's a there's this rock. It's like um, it's in Spanish. It's like roca de fuego, which is a fire rock. Or I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like this crystal rock, 
and what they do is kind of like the egg they rub you it just it helps you it's not only just for like the UI it's also for like um cleansing you mm-hmm. like of what you've seen like images that you've seen that kind of like scare you mm-hmm. um so that happened in the dream so to add on to that it happened in the dream and I was kind of just like no and I woke up and I was just like there's something bad and I just felt like that sense in my house yeah like I'd be scared to go into my parents room I'd be scared to go into the living room I'd be like the thing you do where you turn off all the lights and you're running and turn them off yeah, and yeah, take yeah. turns until you get to the place where you have to mm-hmm. that's what I felt during the daytime alone, or I didn't like being alone. Like, if my mom hadn't gone to the store, I would have to, like, go with her, or I'd just be like, oh, I'm going to work, but I'm going to go here. I remember I remember telling my mom about it, and we did that thing, and when we cleansed it, she, um, it came out in the, fo- like, you put it on a pan, mm-hmm. and you burn it. And when it burns, it turns into, like, um, like, ashes in a way, like mm-hmm. dust. And in the dust, you see the dirt of the skeletons like the dirt and the skeletons like the figurines so like you see like in the negative space are bones no no like wherever that rock whatever they used to rock to clean me uh-huh. they put it inside the the pan mm-hmm. so they melt it it melts into something and then it like burns on the like on the pan on the pan uh-huh. and it after like hours it dries up and it turned into like kind of like like pictures yeah in a really? way and you have to really look at it. It's kind of like the egg when you crack it open. Yeah, you see, like, yeah. If yeah. It's or like tea you kind of just like yeah. a divinate. It's a form of divination. Yeah. Okay. And I saw the skeletons in the dirt. And like you saw what you saw around what, her I, feet. Around her feet, and I saw like a foot. And it was kind of just like I had told my mom. My mom was like, "What is that?" And I told her about the dream. Like this is what I saw. And I was like, and there was something trying to talk to me because they kept telling me come in, and the the more I said no, the harder. It was trying would, to get in. Yeah. And I would see the the glass door shake, like I said, they were coming oh, in. And I was just like, no. But the thing is, what makes me worried is, like, I was sleeping. So it was kind of like, it was in my dream. Yeah, yeah. So it got in somehow. Yeah. But it's almost like it was trying to get in further. Yeah. So and I, you, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just asking, well, asking permission, trying to trick you into letting it into your space. Yeah, and I was just like, no, even if, maybe just even like the mindset of some of opening up to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, no, no. Um, and it made me, it made me like emotional about it because I'm like, mm, they're using my grandma. Yeah, fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is like, I, like I said, I don't, I didn't have a really good connection with my grandma because she was never around. She was always, um, she was in a different city and the last year she had Alzheimer's. So sometimes she didn't remember who I was, sometimes she did. Um, so, but I know, like, I knew my grandma, and I knew what ways, and then, what's crazy about it is that, there's a saying, there's a thing, when someone's talking, you're like, oh, and you accidentally say someone's name, it's kind of like, a, a, like, like, they're thinking about you. Like, they're thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of things recently, like, with my aunt, well, which is my, her daughter as well, my mom's sister, um, I'll be like, I'll call her, oh, grandma, like, abuela, and I'll be like, I'll freak out, so I'm like, kind of like, and it's like a feeling of relief. Like, my grandma letting me know that she's with me. Like, she's protecting me. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever was trying to do, my grandma is protecting me from whatever that was. And, like, she wasn't, it wasn't her. That was something yeah, else. she's letting yeah. you know, like, yeah, you got it. Like, you got it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, yeah, because yeah, I can, it's kind of like, you know when someone's off or someone's not. The, like, if someone calls you or the word te- they're texting, you're just like, that's not you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the most recent one. Like, it wasn't, like I'm saying, it, it doesn't have to always be, like, I have to see physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it scares me more when it's more physical because I feel like they have more power. Yeah. Yeah. 
but when it and when it's more like that it's more kind of like i'm blocking it i'm kind of like no and i have like a stronger like will to not let it come towards me mm -hmm. um but i think that was the most recent one that's interesting wow. yeah okay um i guess the last question before we move on to our story or our topic today because we're already at like an hour and 40 <laughs> <laughs> um have you ever experienced anything here have i ever experienced anything here um i don't think i have i don't think i have i think when i was younger i tried to like see if i could feel things and places that i'm more comfortable because i used to always be here mm -hmm. um um i think the most scary encounter was probably the snoring <laughs> the snoring i'd wake up in the middle of the night and i'd be like what was that um but no Somebody's i don't i don't think i have and i think it's i think if i'm here more often now i and i actually focus i feel like it has also to do with focus if my mind is somewhere else that's what i mean yeah that's why i was like i thought maybe you know if you had like spent a night here when you were younger or something yeah. like that then something maybe yeah and i think because now that i'm older and I, i'm more aware of it and i focus if i really sit and focus and i think about it and i'm just casually just in my own space i i could I could. It might not be something bad. It might be something good. It just could be something normal, like the whole cat thing you were saying about the if you've encountered an animal or anything. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. And but when I was younger, I I guess because I was so close off to it, and I wouldn't I wouldn't bring it up to the girls like the girls. I wouldn't really talk about it. So I was just kind of like no. Um. The place I did encounter something was at Carlos's house. This one right. The here. one huh. that they just left. Okay. When we were younger. I can see that. When we were younger. I can see that. And it was like for New Year's, or I don't know if it was New Year's or Christmas. Is, is it, wait a minute, let me ask. Is it that hallway? Uh-huh. It is? Mm-hmm. I knew it. <laughs> it. I don't know what it is. I like didn't, I'm so glad the house is not there. No, like it's there, but we don't have to go back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a hallway. And it's, mm -hmm. I don't know if, it, if it's the way the house is, is built or the way that the house is like. It's a strange layout too. It's a right? strange layout. Like it's kind of like. There's so many corners to the house that are kind of just like secluded, and I'm just like like that door. Why is it? I don't know. Like it's just kind of like yeah. Um, There's lots of places for something to hide. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's like things lurk in the shadows. And I remember like I just remember, I which is weird. I just like literally got the flashback for it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was for like Christmas or New Year's, and we were all the kids were all in the room. That's probably at Christmas because we always spend yeah. Christmas. Yeah, it was there. probably Christmas, and we I saw, I just felt weird, like when I would pass their bedroom. Mhm. Mm it was their bedroom. I would just feel weird. Yeah. Like kind of like, like a heavy feeling. Like I didn't even when I they had told me, oh, go to the restroom or like just anything. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I'll wait for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for that one. And then I also think a lot of it has to do with like. Think also like spirits have to do a lot with like the lighting in a house, the way things are laid out, the colors. Like for instance, at my room after the first encounter, it used to be a dark purple. That dark purple on my ceiling, like it's kind of like a lilac color, because it was Tinker Bell. So I was like, oh, pretty purple. Yeah. Um, but after that, they were like, you need to change the colors. You need to change the colors like to something brighter, more. And now it's like this bright blue color that's like blue. Maybe that's why. <laughs> like literally, when you walk yeah. in, it screams at you. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, but no. like. <laughs> uh, maybe it has something to do with the feng shui. Yeah. Like it attracts 
like the way it's built attracts certain things mm -hmm. because that's what they that's what they believe in Japan mm -hmm. is if your house is built a certain way if it's built incorrectly then it will draw negative okay. energies yeah. to it that's crazy uh-huh but yeah but if not true. like if it's it has good feng shui it means that it can allow the passage of different kinds of energy so that it's always flowing things yeah. are always flowing Coming and there's nothing and stagnant mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i i don't i've never ever think about it no i really have it um which is i'm kind of glad because i'm like i don't want to they're building something <laughs> um oh, what the fuck <laughs> um but <laughs> Yeah, it was their house. And I remember that because I was just like, now that you think about it, and now that you bring it up, it is kind of like, I mean, the things I would never bring it up, I was kind of just like, no. I was like, let me ignore it. I would just, just mm -hmm. ignore it. I get it. I understand. All right, so you say you have a story for us? Yes. Okay, I did these notes a long time ago. Okay. Uh, this was going to be for episode three. Wow. Yeah, That was a long time ago. <laughs> and then, because uh, we were supposed to stay here, and then a hurricane oh, yeah. came along, and so we had to change our reservations. And it turns out we didn't even have a reservation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a good thing this happened. But I figured, I was actually just being lazy, and this was like my backup notes, and then I didn't get a chance to research a new topic. So anyway, this is the Hotel Galvez oh. in Galveston, which is in Texas, like an hour from here. It's where we go when we want to see what the ocean looks like. Uh, and again these notes were done a long time ago so we're all going to learn together my sources from this apparently were hotelgalvez.com hotelonline.com galvestonghost.com which is actually a very cool website hmm. so this is directly from the Hotel Galvez website Okay. it was built with a million dollars following the devastating 1900 1900s hurricane or no 1900 hurricane that I read that book about it was mm -hmm. like just wiped the whole fucking island what, clean what basically it? uh, it's called Isaac Storm by Eric Larson Eric Larson yeah the same guy who wrote Devil in the White City mm -hmm. which is it's a fucking killer book <laughs> uh, all about H.H. H. Holmes so anyway the million dollars back in 1900 was like the equivalent of 30 million dollars today that's crazy. Yeah, so it's like that's a chunk of change inflation it's known as the queen of the gulf really apparently by oh, okay. someone somewhere so it opened on june 10th 1911 mm -hmm. at 6 p.m that's really specific yeah so, did they have reservations on the first day i guess i don't fucking know oh. um I didn't ask. These are just a list of Sorry. random facts. Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to catch you with your pants down. Yeah, three ago. But anyway. So the rooms were $2 a night. Wow. Yeah, which I a think deal. are like $4 yeah. a, a deal. Now, right? um, it worked as a temporary White House for Franklin Roosevelt. Oh. Very no cool. No shit. Yeah. It served as a World War II Coast Guard facility. Okay. Former celebrity guests include Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. These are so Those are that's random cool. fucking yeah. facts that I have. Okay. Uh, headquarters for pageants of pulchritude. What the fuck is that word? P-U-L-C-H-R-I-T-U-D-E. That doesn't sound like a word. P-U-L-C-H-Y? Beauty. That's what it means. All right. Pulchritude. Oh. I guess they 
Look at the thesaurus. Yeah. The yeah. irresistible pulchritude of her friend. That sounds like it would be chicken. Yeah, it would. So, <laughs> either way, it was a predecessor for the Miss Universe pageant. Mm. So it probably ties in with your friend yeah, that we covered a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah, because beauty pageants weren't a thing in Mexico until I think it was 1910, 1920 in yeah. Mexico. Yeah. So this is probably where she came for her. What was her name again? Maria Yeah, Teresa. you're right. She she did go to the beauty pageant in Galveston, Texas. Well, there you oh. go. Well, Maria Landa. Tying it together. Maria Teresa Landa. She didn't wear it, she like, Yeah, she's got an interesting story. Check out episode something. Yeah. Room 501 is haunted! Exclamation <laughs> mark. Uh, also a direct quote from the website. The hotel occupies the site where the Beach Hotel, which burned down in 1880, 1898, prompting the build of the Galvez, Beach Hotel, Electric Pavilion, and Pagoda Bathhouse once stood. Okay. Sounds like big, huge gay club back in the day. Yeah. Not mentioned on the website was the fact that up until the 1950s, it was a notorious illegal gambling hub. Really? Yeah, which I'm sure was one of the main reasons for its famous and presidential clientele. Mm. And also why it got the other nickname, the Playground of the Southwest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. So a quote from GalvestonGhost.com. The Galvez boasts several ghosts, and they can be found in many different areas of the hotel. Haunting guests, spooking staff, and often appearing when you least expect it. The ghosts of the Hotel Galvez are very active. Hmm. So the lovelorn lady. I think this is like the most popular mm. uh, story from mm -hmm. there. She's a very active spirit. She hangs out on the fifth floor of the hotel and has been seen, heard, and felt by many guests and staff. The story is that a fiancé of a mariner, or like sailor, mm -hmm. named Audra would usually stay at the hotel in room 501 anytime her fella was out at sea, which is what I wrote down here. I must have been feeling very 50s that day. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they'd arrange like he's going to come back on Thursday, she'll come down on Wednesday and chill out and welcome him back. She would often take the elevator to the 8th floor and climb up the turrets that sit on each corner of the main roof and she would sit in the turret and watch waiting for her fiance's ship to return after a powerful storm the bride-to-be heard that her man's ship had gone down and there were no survivors according to legend she hung herself in room 501 or possibly the west turret and oh yeah i remember this story now a few days after she did that uh her fiance boat returned and he was fine they just got kind of lost at sea or whatever it took them longer to come back and he went to the hotel to meet her and learned that she was dead Good. kind of wrong Juliet kind of only he didn't die yeah. <laughs> um, so room 501 is supposedly the most haunted room in the hotel the staff say when the love lorn lady is around um they feel a sudden cold breeze. They hear doors slamming. Televisions or lights are turned on and off with no explanation. Uh, front desk attendants have stated that they experience problems when attempting to make electronic keys for room 501. As mm. if something or someone is fucking around with the electronic equipment. Mm -hmm. Specifically for that room. Uh, a housekeeper once reported a strange light coming out from under the door. And when she called the front desk and was told that the room was vacant, she opened the door and found no one there and no explanation for the very bright golden light. Mm. 
Uh, odd lights have also been reported in the turrets of the Hotel Galvez. A guest mentioned an odd light up in the turret while renovations were underway. And the turrets were not lit. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's that one. Um, the next one, there's one very cool picture that I'll show you guys after this. So I have this down as a side quest, apparently. Yeah, so the nun, Sister Catherine. Oh. Yeah. So St. Mary's Walmart or the orphanage of St. Walmart. Are you for real? <laughs> right. During the storm of September 1900. Now, I only know this because I had read this book randomly before ever even started the podcast. But it's like super interesting. There was an orphanage in Galveston and they had one building for girls and one building for boys. And one building was newer. So they took all the kids while this like storm was going on. And this, by the way, was like still to this day the worst storm that Galveston has ever uh, encountered. So all the nuns had all the kids and they were all like singing songs and just trying to keep them busy or whatever. And other people were like literally floating by the building at this stage. And they were on the second floor and they were pulling people in the balconies as they drifted past. Mm. That's how high the water was. So eventually the roof blew off and the nuns were like fuck like the other building was completely gone at this stage they just got washed away so they tied they got clothesline and they tied six to eight children each and then they tied them like to their belt because they were like if we need to go out in this mm -hmm. you know we'll all stay together and be safe unfortunately the boys dormitory was swept away like i said and eventually the girls dormitory building was literally lifted out of the ground in one solid piece but when it started moving, the bottom fell out. The roof came down and trapped everyone inside. Mm. All these kids, nuns, and random fucking people who had been saved. So three boys were the only survivors out of 90 people. Out of 90 children, sorry, that's not including the stragglers. So it was William Murney, Frank Madeira, and Albert Campbell. All three ended up together in a tree in the water. Literally, they just clung on for dear life. They floated for more than a day and were eventually able to make their way into town where they told the sisters what had happened at the orphanage. I'm not sure what sisters these were. I should have been more clear on that when I was writing the notes. <laughs> right, so back to this horrible part of the story. The bodies of several children and one of the sisters were found still tied together on the beach near where the Hotel Galvez is situated today or possibly on the property there was different reports. I don't know whether it was just like it's hard to, to decipher what's like legend and what's actual fact. Mm -hmm. But as they were found, basically the whole place was littered with dead bodies. But this one in particular, a man was like just search and rescue, trying to clean up and find the bodies. Mm -hmm. And he found the body of a child. But as he lifted him from the sand, he found the rope and then unearthed. Six to eight other children and then a nun. So like that poor bastard. I hate to be that guy. Yeah. But either way, it's rumored that the body of the nun and all of these orphans were actually buried on the property where the Hotel Galvez sits. That's crazy. Yeah, which makes sense because at the time there were so many bodies that they were literally just burying them as they found them. 
because they just didn't know what the fuck to do with them. So anyway, the nuns who looked after this orphanage were from the Congregation of the Sisters of Charity of the Incarnate Word. Okay? All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what any of that means other than charity. But wherever they are to this day, on September 8th, they sing um, an old French hymn called Queen of the Waves, which apparently I did listen to, and it wasn't quite as spooky as I wanted it to be. I think <laughs> I was going to play it on here, but I was like, nah, it's just some random hymn. But it just goes to show that the effects of these this storm are still acknowledged and remembered 120 years later. So yeah, where the orphanage was, today stands a Walmart. Mm. That's a pretty big Walmart. So the employees there have reported misplaced toys, whole pallets of missing toy inventory, and phantom children's laughter and random crying for parents. So yeah, the employees still to this day tell like of the Walmart so Walmart's not like 120 years old mm-hmm. but there are reports of a little girl crying and she's always just the next aisle over that's crazy yeah to the point where there will be employees standing on either side of an aisle shouting to each other no she's over there like I can um, hear her um... and you're like no she's fucking not she's anyway um, there's always like multiple people will try and find this little girl and customers will come to the like customer service or whoever the security and be like, "Oh, I think there's a kid lost in the back, crying for their parents." Galveston local news did a story at it on it. Did a story about it even at one point, which I did find at the time, and I looked at a clip. But that's literally all they were saying. It's like we're here at Walmart, <laughs> ghosts, basically. First floor bathroom. We're back in the hotel. We're away from the Walmart. A female guest was using the hot tub and pool one night and came through the side door to use the first floor bathroom at around 11pm. Once she was inside the bathroom stall, all the lights went out and at first she thought it was just a friend who followed her in to like, you know, play a prank on her. And then she heard loud footsteps that sounded like boots, heavy boots walking on the tile and also followed by loud breathing. Finally, a man's voice audibly says, get out. Oh, hell no. That's scary. So she did. She ran. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah. She ran outside and still thinking like, oh, shit, maybe this is one of my friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. She goes outside and they're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? So then they go to the security guard saying like there's some fucking man in the women's bathroom. Mm -hmm. And they immediately checked the CCTV footage to see if someone had followed her in or, like, had left since. Nothing. Like, all night, there was no strange men in the bathroom, nothing like that. So there's children all over the all over the hotel. A little girl in 1900s clothing has been seen literally everywhere, running up and down the hotel, playing with a little bounty ball. Uh... In the hotel lobby, on staircases, the gift shop, multiple different floors, people are constantly reporting seeing this little girl. Um, When the spa was being built in the basement in 2008, so that's like really fucking recent, Mm -hmm. construction workers complained to the hotel staff because this little girl kept showing up while they were trying to work and they were saying like, this is dangerous, like, you know, health and safety, we can't have children running around, Mm -hmm. like, 
you know, make sure this is locked up. And they're like, but it's a ghost. <laughs> There's numerous reports of children laughing and playing long after children should be in bed, according to this. The third floor is apparently notorious for ghostly children just making a racket all night long, like running up and down the halls and doing whatever kids do. I don't know, yeah. smoking cigarettes and stuff. There's plenty of trickster spirits uh, that actually play with the piano bench in the lobby. They'll knock over drink trays in the music hall, restaurant and bar and, quote, call out the female customers and guests who they identify are mommy. Aww. So random women will just hear kids calling at them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and again, everybody go check out GalvestonGhost.com because they have plenty of pictures. Did you say Galveston Goats? Galveston Ghost. Galveston Goats is a totally different website. And you do not want to go there. <laughs> um, so I actually went through TripAdvisor reviews for this one. I love it. Yeah. Um, so some dude called Traz J67, whoever you are, shout out to you. This is really a haunted hotel from December 2017. Mm-hmm. We stayed there last month for a national sales meeting and seven out of our group had real ghost encounters. One guy even filmed it and captured his dresser drawer opening all by itself. Whoa. He said the drawer was open when he came in from the bathroom three times and finally he closed it and filmed it slowly opening. That's crazy. Yeah. Stay on the seventh or fifth floor, which are the most active. Oh, the concierge will give you one of the electric pulse detectors, which is fun. We are going back to take the haunted tour in a couple of weeks. I think what he actually means is uh, an EMF detector. Yeah. Yeah. Like full on. I was like, what like, detector? What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like imagine like checking in. Here's your key. Here's your EMF detector. <laughs> <laughs> I think some rooms, some hotels that are like said to be haunted, they, they have like, it, like a whole, I've seen someone have like, like the same, uh, what was the, the ship? What is it? Oh, the Queen Mary. Queen Mary. Yeah. yeah, I know one of them. They give you like a whole. They give you Ouija board, the little Whoa. like a little kit, like, like like a whole like haunting kit, and it's like the EMF recorder they have. Um, there's those dowel sticks. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dowsing rods. Dowsing rods. rods yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, that is crazy. Right on. I mean, I guess that's where people go, right? Yeah. Right. Kirsty C said a wonderful historical hotel with many spooky stories from. July of this year. Huh. Okay. We stayed here for the ghosts, of which which we pictured at least three. That's her whole review, I think. Kirsty C, thank you. Uh, Renee W. Would rate higher had I not had the scare of a lifetime. August 2014. My 15-year-old son requested that we stay on the fifth floor, and while I had heard the ghost stories and took them to be accurate... I wasn't concerned, and that was my first mistake. We stayed in two rooms on the fifth floor, and I was in the I was in room 553 with my mother. I turned out all of the lights a little before midnight after my mom was asleep and I went to bed. I woke up at 4 a.m. and immediately registered that there were lights on in the bathroom. I got up to use the restroom and planned to turn off the lights as I had figured my mother had turned them on at some point in the night. Sidebar. That's this this lady's words. I think she means side note. Uh, she had gotten up to use the restroom at 3 a.m. and no lights were on, nor did she turn on any lights. While I was using the restroom, the lights suddenly turned off. 
and I felt the hairs stand up on my body. This woman must be so hairy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I immediately left the bathroom. I don't know whether she finished or not and headed back to bed. Once there, I tried to calm myself down and explain the fact that the lights went out logically, like they were on a delayed timer or something. Mm -hmm. And as I was finally laying down and my heart rate was getting back to normal, the floor lamp in the corner of the room literally turned on and began to glow. It's on a dimmer and it was barely on, so not too bright. At this point, I literally said out loud, game over, you win. And I laid down with earplugs in and a pillow on my head and said prayers for peace. <laughs> I could never do that. Like like what you were saying, like hiding under the covers. No, I would just have to leave. But that's, I, see, I thought... that's different because they're in a hotel. And it's like, where am I going to go if I'm staying the night here? But I mean, if to I'm the a... lobby. I don't care. To Get another hotel. Yeah. Oh, or drive home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drive eight hours. And... Yeah. See, that's why yeah. I wouldn't want. Like, I want to go to the Galvez just to get in the room, but I would not want to sleep there because I know I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, but we don't. Anyway, I've never been so happy to see daylight and check out to head home. <laughs> it's a lovely hotel. The service is good as well as ambience. Okay, but I truly had a paranormal and extremely scary experience. If I ever return, I will absolutely not stay on the fifth floor. However, I doubt I can bring myself to return. At 45 years old, this was my first truly unexplainable haunted experience. Enough said. Okay. I mean, it, once you get further down along in age, like in your 70s and 80s, you can't afford to yeah, go on that, paranormal that could be the end hunting. Could you imagine being like 80 and being like, I'm here for you ghosts and just... Hell no, yeah. because then it's like... I'm one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ron still there? Hell no. Like, I'm one scare away from getting. Yeah, from the end. (laughs) All right. um, Dan D. Ghostly Experience, June 2014. This really happened this morning. As I was sleeping in room 525 last night, the 9th of June 2014, at the Hotel Galvez. I woke early in the morning asking myself what time was it and if I needed to get up for this morning's meetings. The room was pitch dark except for a slight stream of light coming through the curtains from the morning sun. I saw that it was only 6am so I told myself to go back to sleep for a little bit more time. As I was fading off to sleep I heard several clicks like someone approaching and walking down the left side of the king size bed on the side closest to the city view window. Okay, Dan. Along with those clicks, I had the feeling that there was an immense amount of energy in the room and the presence of someone or something. My first thought was my first thought was that the sound sounded like flip-flops. My arm was stretched out toward that side of the bed, laying across the row of pillows. I froze. Then I felt this energy bounce onto the bed, crawling towards me with every depression of the mattress. The pillows gave way to this presence waffling around my arm. I don't... What? Dan is a, Dan is a writer. He is that a storyteller. Sure, yeah. yeah. All I could think of was to scream, but I couldn't. Next, my arm started shaking as if electricity was going through it. The left side of my face felt pressure. I think Dan's having a stroke. That's what I was thinking. I think he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Dan, call the ambulance. Um... 
the, the left side of my face felt pressure as if someone was leaning on it. It felt like eternity, but it lasted no more than five seconds. Yeah, then it stopped. That's a heart what the attack. hell was that? There's exclamation marks all over the story. No one was in the room. I turned on all the lights and TV. Whatever it was, it had left. I found out from the manager later this morning that it was the woman who haunts the fifth floor of the Galvez Hotel. I am now a believer. He now was in all caps. If you want a ghostly encounter, this is the hotel. If you don't, don't stay on the fifth floor or go somewhere else. Okay. Okay, so this last one is from May 2019, so pretty recent. It's from Dreamer57642717875. And it's called I Will Not Return. The hotel had gnats all around. So if you bring food back to your room, you couldn't enjoy it. The hotel is very old. The view was nice, but I will not return. It was also some talk of a ghost, and that's just not my cup of tea. I will stay somewhere else for future trips to Glaveston. Glaveston? I was ready to go. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> so, like, did he go there and was like, oh, there's a ghost in my room? Yeah. Fuck. I think he's like, <laughs> he's like this, is, this is an inconvenience. Yeah, I hate ghosts. <laughs> this didn't come in the package. <laughs> yeah. Where does it say here? Ghosts. I am not into it. But yeah, so that's the Hotel Glaveston, according to that last person. <laughs> um, okay, so we do have a listener story, technically. It's Te- another Mary well, Carmen well, story. Well, technically, yeah. Um, when you were bringing up the whole thing with the kids messing with the piano, I remembered about the encounter I had with the piano playing itself. And I saw it playing no, itself. I would what do you mean? Where? Um, and it was actually at Vanessa's friend's house. I can't remember that one. Damn, damn, that's crazy. It just started playing on its own? Yeah. I, so I was I was with Vanessa and I was with the girls and we had gone because they had found and right here at this, literally this bayou and they had found his body and everything. Um, And it was like a couple of weeks later and they were like getting together and they were hanging out. And I was with your sister and with the girls because we I had to stay the night and I went to their house because they were doing like dinner just to make it more, just more welcoming and everything for everyone just to hang, be, out. hang out and just try to get their minds distracted. And I remember because I remember seeing the cross that they had made for him and everything. Mm-hmm. It had like the Texans and the Cowboys because he went for both of the teams. Mm-hmm. And in one of the going in, and it was in this neighborhood that's over here, the Candle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we walked in and there's like a little office and there's some chairs. So it was like his granddaughter and everything. And keep in mind, I didn't know any of them. Like I knew Vanessa and like I knew mm-hmm. that they were friends. Um, but then we were sitting there and she was like, the little girl was like, oh, um, Sometimes my grandpa plays on the piano. And her grandpa was the one that they had found passed away. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was just like, and I was little. And keep in mind, this was kind of like when everything had started happening to me. And I started mm-hmm. looking more into it and thinking about it more. And I was just like, okay. And she was like, oh. And she's like, I'm like, so you're, you're not scared? She's like, I, and I was like, I would be scared. Because, I mean, I was still like, oh. Scared, and scared. I don't know where I turned. And we were sitting on the piano. And I think it's like, okay, logically, I can press it and just like mess with it. Um, but I was just looking at it, and then, I don't know, where I just see, like, three or four of them just, like, go down and play the noise, like, the keynote, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, I'm like, does this piano play by itself? Like, the, you know, like, some of them that you <laughs> yeah, press, and it, yeah, yeah, and they were like, no, it's been doing that a lot. Whoa. Oh, no way. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, and 
the little girl like nothing it was just like normal to her and everything and she was a little bit younger and we had gone upstairs to her room like her playroom and everyone was in there we were all sitting there and she was saying how um how some of the dolls move at night and how how some of them just move and how the piano like plays sometimes sometimes at night by itself and i was just like i'm like you don't get scared i'm like does everyone here she's like no it's my grandpa um but I was just like, okay. But right now she that you was pretty confident. That yeah. Was yeah. But right now that you brought up the piano thing, I was just kind of just like, oh. I was like, I literally, it's kind of like I'm saying, it's so normal. I don't even. Yeah. I forget about yeah, most yeah. of them. But when like it's kind of like a you trigger it, you remember this connection to it, you're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Wow. That's Crazy interesting. Shit. Yeah, it is. Right, creeps. I have lots of editing to do, so we're gonna make this goodbye short. Thank you very much, Maya Carmen, for coming on. What are your handles if you want people to follow you? Or do you want people to follow you? Yeah, that's what I said. If they want, <laughs> if they want people to follow um, her. I don't even know my own handles. Um, I, it's at underscore L-L-I-S-O-N. And two more underscores. Very long. So if you ever have a story or a question, if you experience it yourself, you can DM me and we can have a conversation about it. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look, you're helping people. That's good. And I like then that. then we're going to tell everybody on the podcast about that story. <laughs> yes, and then, and then you tell us, yeah. and then we tell everyone. <laughs> we will use aliases. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, I guess it's like Christmas now. I had like a mini panic attack the other night. Because you thought it was Christmas? No, because I was reading, I was like woke up late at night, and I have a gravity blanket, so it's like super heavy, right? It's like a 15-pound blanket. And uh, whatever way I turned, the blanket had like slipped off the bed. <laughs> but because it's so heavy, it felt like someone was pulling my blanket oh. off my feet. And I woke up freaking the fuck out. And like, I was trying to like get it back up on the bed and it just kept falling. So I was like having visions of someone dragging my blanket. Anyway, I couldn't get back to sleep. And I was like on Instagram and I saw a post from like the 27th of November. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that hasn't happened yet. And then I realized it was actually like the 4th of December. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is my life? So, uh, yeah, we'll try and get some like Christmassy stories, hopefully. Um, yeah. Hopefully people's personal Christmas story encounters or some shit. I don't fucking know. Like haunted Rudolph stories or something. Um, find us at Weekly Creep on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. If you have personal stories or anything like that that you want to share, email us at weeklycreep at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Happy yeah. fucking Friday. Thanks for talking to us, Muddy Cadman. Thank you for having yeah. me. It was a blast. It was Thanks for scaring good. the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.